Bat Force Radio. Bat Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wynn. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Hey, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman and DC podcast with no limits. This week we are the Bat Force Times in New York. Hello, hello. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. And this week we are joined by an artist known for collaborations with the likes of Rick Remender and Mark Millar on books like Black Science, Secret Avengers, and Space Bandits. He is currently working on Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn, along with Katana Collins, Dave Stewart, and Matt Hollingsworth, which begins October 20th. He is Matteo Scalera. Yes, sir. Welcome. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Thank you. Thanks so much. I know... Yeah, I, I know the uh, the time zone difference uh, makes it difficult, so we, we appreciate you uh, making this work with us. Oh, no problem, man. No problem. Like, by, by, by now, I've finished my work, so it's my relaxed time now, so we're not... It's, it's super cool. So it's, mm. uh, it's super fun. Awesome. So you're, you're in Italy? Yeah, yeah. I'm in Italy. I, I live in Parma, which is uh, more or less in the northern central part of Italy. Where okay. uh, the parmesan cheese come from. So. Oh. <laughs> Lots of good food here. Oh, I know. I miss Italy. Oh, God. You and, yeah, you and Lee and uh, Mattina, all you guys are living there right now. Have you been in Italy? I was lucky enough to, um, for my school, I was lucky enough to study art and live in Venice for a summer. And uh, all oh. I did was just. Yeah, and I just I, I lived in Castello, and uh, uh-huh. it was like a that's like one of the real old districts in Venice where there's still a lot of natives, and uh, I just got to like train around all of Italy. I just I like I never slept. I just wanted to go to every city and see the art and the food and the people. And um, like I think I think if you're an an artist and you're not from Italy, you need to every artist should make the voyage at some point in their life to to spend some time in italy and just feel like where it all comes from because uh yeah, but how, how's how's things with like um like the, the the quarantine and everything is everything bouncing back and feeling like normal again over there or is it still like a little uh, lockdown? yes yes we we're uh, pretty much back to normal like the actual quarantine uh ended at the beginning of may mm. uh so from then on you know, we have to respect some rules, you know, yeah. social distancing and wearing the mask. Yeah. Uh, if you if you have to, you know, if you have to enter a closed space, if you're not mm. in the open. But yeah. uh, other than that, like uh, it's, uh, it's the situation is pretty, you know, 
pretty back to normal. Uh, but, uh, you know, now the cold is coming again. So, you know, mm. we'll see what happens because in the summer, uh, it's been super hot. So, you know, we had no contagions in a certain period around, you know, uh, you know, August. But uh, yeah. now we're starting to have new cases. So we got to be really careful and we'll see what happens. Just hopefully, you know, we, we're we're not going to have another lockdown, but uh, mm. we'll see. Things uh, look things look better than, you know, than before. So fingers oh, crossed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you were there, I'm assuming, for when uh, the major outbreak occurred earlier in the year. And, and uh, uh, early March. Early March, yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah, I was in... Basically, after, after, the, after Asia, we were the first, you know, one who got it, got the problem. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so it, we were actually the first one to, you know, to end quarantine and start, you know, life again so mm, right yeah so, well, um, so how yeah, about I'm you going... guys what's the situation over there well i'm i'm in new york we we were like the second epicenter right after italy like we got hit really hard but we've been really strict and uh we've been at one percent for a long time you know above or below right around one percent infection rate so far so for for a city with this population i think that's really good um, and we've been just, yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, most people, um, t- you know, take it serious, the mask and, you know, and, uh, yeah, we're just, you know, trying to get by. I think if we just get through this, um, this fall winter season, then we should be okay, you know, but, uh, I think we, every, everybody just needs to stay disciplined and, uh, you know, get, get through these interesting times, which is very strange. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually tried to fly to New York in uh august i think yeah but i had the flights and everything because my 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 agent my art dealer lives uh in jersey mm-hmm. so i was planning on seeing him for like a week we had to mm. you know make some plans for next year and stuff like that but uh uh you know i i before leaving like a couple of days earlier just you know to make sure i checked on the you know on you know what it would be like if i would fly over there and I, I found out at the last second that if I wanted to to fly to New York I had to after you know landing I had to stay for 14 hours 14 14 hours 14 days in a hotel before getting to you know do anything so yeah. I up and uh, and I had to cancel you know my, mm. my so you know for now we had to you know we had just had to wait and uh and see what happens next year probably mm. yeah, yeah the, those precautions have to be uh strict in like the the big city is like that like but i'm in i'm in a pretty small city in canada like i'm a, a few hours away from toronto and uh we didn't get hit really bad here like nowhere near like what some other places like what what you guys had to deal with but still, when things started reopening and, you know, people tried going back to normal life, you always end up with some people who are not being careful enough. And then things start getting bad again because people are being careless. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Like, I've been uh, to, uh, I've been to Sardinia just for a quick, like, one-week vacation this summer. And, you know, that, being that uh, an island, they weren't, they didn't get affected at all by the virus. 
So everybody was uh, really, really, you know, careless. I would say too much. And as soon as we left, there was a, a small epicenter right in Sardinia. But we, I mean, they, they kind of had it coming. Like I, we could, you know, we could clearly see, all right, this is something that is going to happen here because uh, this, nobody's taking precautions. And, and, and you know, and, and that's what in fact happened. Like just a couple of weeks after we left. So, yeah, we still got to be really careful. Like, especially with the, you know, with, with uh, uh, the fall and winter coming, it's going to be, it's, there's a, there's a fair chance it's going to be some more hard times for us. So, you know, mm. let's, it's, let's just hope for the best. It's, it's funny. Uh, you know, there's so many different perspectives on it, but uh, I, it's been months since I've been to my favorite pizza parlor in New York here. Uh, that's mm-hmm. run by, you know, real Italians from Italy. It's, they've been family business since the 70s. They're famous for their pizza and food roses. And I went there finally to pick up an eggplant Parmesan hero. And you know, they had the, the sneeze guards up and the waitress had the mask. But then in the corner, there was like a bunch of old it, it, Italian men with no mask just talking loud and not giving a fuck. Like, just, <laughs> 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 and I'm, like, I'm like, hell yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. sometimes you're not that good with uh, rules, you know. Yeah, yeah. or so. You know. It's fun because sometimes people are are older and scared to death and sometimes people are older and they just don't care they're they like just don't well, care. Yeah, they don't yeah, like well i've whatever. lived it you know <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny but um but to refocus back to you so tell us um for our listeners and everyone tell us your origin story in terms of how you grew up and uh got exposed to art got interested in art and, and broke in the industry like your story yeah absolutely so uh, actually, my real interest for, for art, I, I, I remember the moment where I actually decided, all right, like I want to get, you know, good at drawing, which I was lucky enough because, uh, you know, it happened really early in my life. I was like three or four years old. Like I remember the exact moment when I, I, I saw, I was playing with some toys and I, and I started redrawing them on a piece of paper. So I remember the... That was my first contact, if we want to say so, with, with art. But then, you know, uh, living in Italy, it's, um, uh, despite the fact that we don't have a huge, uh, you know, market uh, for, for comic books, we have a big uh, comic book culture in general. And we, we, you can find, you know, if you go to a comic book shop, you can find basically anything you want so i grew up uh reading you know at first i was reading italian uh comics such as uh, uh i don't know if you heard of it uh dylan dog yes which is uh yeah it's uh it's an horror you know um comic book series and it's still ongoing and i think that dark horse published uh some of that stuff and on the other side, I was reading comics, uh, American comic books, such as, I don't know, like Spider-Man, the X-Men, Batman, and stuff like that. And also, I was reading uh, manga and French comic books. Uh, to be honest with you, French comic, uh, French, you know, the, they call it uh, the Bédé, Le Bande Dessinée in, uh, in France. 
they I I started reading them a little bit later. Uh, so the, the 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 first three you know type of comic books that I, that I started reading was the Italian one, the U.S. one, and the uh, and the Japanese. So so that's where you know my my you know my my love for drawing started you know channeling through through actual you know comic books. So those were my first uh, steps, and then you know. Following the passion, I started, you know, I decided to study to become a better artist. So uh, I, I did, uh, I attended the School of Arts here in, in Parma. And then after that, uh, I went to a comic books school. So my, my study became more, you know, specific for comic books. And uh, the, that school lasted three years. And then after that, you know, I didn't start, you know, working immediately. It took a few years, uh, you know. Then I slowly started doing, you know, small independent stuff here and there. And, uh, you know, from then on, uh, you know, I slowly, you know, my career started, you know, getting better and better. So I started getting better and better gigs. And uh, I would say the, the, the first... Uh, the first important gig I got was when I won the uh, the Chester Quest, which was uh, basically uh, CB Sebalski from Marvel. Back in the day, it was basically scouting, and it was uh, it was traveling around the world for a comic book convention, looking for a new artists to hire. And you know, I was one of the twelve artists that got selected. And uh, from then on, you know, I started, you know, working for uh, major, you know, uh, comic book publishers. That's more or less my, my, my story and, and, uh, in short. I, I had read that story before about how Sobolski's uh, yeah, thing uh, was what uh, led to you breaking into uh, American comics. But uh, if something like that hadn't come along, what do you think the geographic barrier would be like hey what do you think uh, your odds of breaking into it into the american uh part of the industry would have been like you know being so far removed from it uh does it does it seem like it's something that's more difficult to get into if you aren't located in in america uh to be honest with you no because back in the day like uh, when I when I got you know uh, when I won when I was one of the the twelve winners of the uh, Chester Quest, I you know it 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 was a couple of years because before I actually uh, started to work with Marvel, but in between in those two years, I kept you know doing stuff. So uh, in those two years, I managed to uh, to do a book with Image uh, Comics uh, that was called Hyperkinetic. Uh, it was a mini-series uh, that I did with a writer uh, called Howard Shum. And, um, you know, back in the day, you know, it wasn't a good time for Image, so the book wasn't that successful, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, still, uh, I had my chance, and it wasn't thanks to the... Thanks to the 
Chester Quest because that those contacts they had, I had created them, you know, using, uh, you know, using the internet, basically. I had, uh, back in the day, there was a big uh, comic book forum online uh, in Italy. So I was one of the members of this, uh, of this, uh, basically, of this forum. And I was posting regularly on that. So I used the stuff that I that I post on that to you know to show it to this uh, uh, to this uh, American writer and uh, so one way on another you know especially now with internet I think I would you know my my you know career would have been more or less you know the the same uh, it wasn't like that you know back in the day it was really hard for an Italian. To, to make it in the States. But again, with the internet, everything, you know, got, you know, got way much better. And to be honest with you, I, I don't know, like, what other kind of books I could do, you know, uh, aside from, from American comic books. Like, since day one, that, that's always been my, you know, the, the thing that resonated the most with, with my personality, to be honest with you. Because, you know, despite the fact that I always loved reading, you know, Italian uh, comics or manga or or French books, uh, like the American ones are have always been the ones that you know attracted me the most. So I think that uh, I'm hoping uh, I'm I'm answering your question, you know, uh, correctly. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think that things would always been more or less the same because that that was my my goal you know to work for the you know u.s industry and yeah the the internet really makes the world smaller in regards to things like that you know you you can you might as well be right next door to someone oh yeah big time yeah yeah definitely and uh, and you know i another thing that i think helped me uh, a lot uh and you know it was a, a big investment for me back in the day, but it really paid off, is that since the first publications that I had, I started traveling to the States, you know? Even if I didn't know the language that much, I, I just, you know, decided to, you know, to throw myself into that situation, situation and just, you know, buy tickets from the States whenever there was a show and, you know, started attending shows and see, you know, started to trying to understand how things work in the States and trying to, you know, make myself visible because sometimes, uh, you know, it always, it also helps to, you know, to make your face seen at shows here and there, you know. So that was uh, another thing that I think really paid off back in the day, even if it was basically just an investment for the future because it was just, spending money to fly to the States and, you know, spending money to, to for hotel rooms and, and, and meals over there just to be seen and starting creating connection, like actual human connections uh, aside from the internet ones, you know, which is always uh, important to me, at least, probably because it's, I'm from the 80s, so I still care about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> and, uh, yeah, the the networking part of it is is definitely important. It, is that uh, what led to you doing uh, Black Science with uh, with Rick Remender? Was, was that 
a product of that networking or was that just a result of your work? That actually was more, I think, the internet because I uh, didn't know, uh, like what happened was that uh, back in the day, Rick was doing uh, Uncanny X-Force for uh, for Marvel and with uh, Jerome Opeña and then other artists joined him. And, and I really liked that project. So one day I decided to do just a fan art, uh, fan art of, of uh, Uncanny X-Force. It was just a big illustration, a big piece, you know, involving the, the five main characters. And I think he saw that and, and, and probably that was a kind of signal that I liked, you know, his stuff. So uh, Rick was also working on Secret Avengers with Marvel. And uh, Gabriel Hartman, who was the, the artist uh, in, in that moment, was about to leave the series, uh, if I remember right, if I remember correctly. So, it, you know, Rick took the chance to, you know, ask me, uh, like, through Marvel, if I was willing to, you know, to do interiors for, uh, like, a run for, like, I think it was eight or nine issues. So our, you know, we, we started, you know, knowing each other in that occasion. So we, at first, we didn't see each other in person. We didn't meet uh, each other in person for the first time. So, and then after that, that successful run in which, you know, we both had a lot of fun, uh, Rick, you know, was planning, you know, was, uh, was feeling that something was changing in the, in the air because, uh, you know, some, some image series were, you know, getting really successful. So he wanted to try and, you know, and start a big project with, with image. And there was a, it wasn't supposed to be me at first on that, on Black Science. It was a, a, a Spanish artist that, you know, just did, it, the guy just did a few character studies, but then he was really busy on other projects. So he couldn't, you know, keep up and with, with the pace. So, you know, Rick asked me if I was willing to, you know, to, to be the artist on, on this project. And everything started from there, you know. That's, that's more or less the story on uh, how, I, how Rick and I started, you know, collaborating. It, it's crazy how, uh, it, in a good way, crazy how the internet can lead to that. Like that, that's not the first story that you, you hear of an artist putting his work on the internet and, and getting picked to do something that's uh you probably know who jorge fornes is uh he's been doing uh you know lately uh batman with tom king daredevil with chip sadarsky and he's about to do the rorschach series with tom king and that's how he got picked up is he was tweeting at tom king uh just batman pieces that he was drawing and that got tom's attention and next thing you know he's drawing batman comics yeah, yeah, man, that, that's cool. And again, especially from a, you know, a guy from the, I, I don't know how old are you guys, but a guy from the 80s, I'm from, you know, I was born in 1982. Like, yeah. I, I'm glad that I still have, you know, the, I, I, I'm glad of the fact that I didn't grow up with these things, like with the internet and, you know, uh, iPhones and stuff. So I get to enjoy 
the good things, you know, about this, uh, this great, you know, mediums and, and, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I never get them from granted. And, and so I'm always appreciative of the, of the positive things, you know, despite the fact that there's a lot of negatives with that, that comes from it as well. But, uh, the, you know, it's, uh, it, it's amazing, especially because I, I've known some, some people that, you know, uh, back in the day at work for the States and things were, you know, way harder back in the day. Just if you just were, I don't know, just a penciler, you had to pencil all the pages and then ship them to the States, just hoping yeah. that they will get there. Just, just thinking about that, it's crazy, you know? So I, I'm really grateful for, for, uh, the, the technology and I'm still able to, to use it, you know, as a tool for, and use it for what it's for. And, and, and avoid other, you know, not healthy, at least to me, music. Mm-hmm. Do, do you draw on the tablet usually, or how do you usually work? Sorry? Oh, do you, do you draw on a tablet, or like how do you usually work? Oh, no, work? no, no. I, I do everything traditionally. Like the only, you know, technology in my pages are, you know, the fact that I use a scanner. And then I yeah. scan them, and then with Photoshop, I just, you know, uh, in case some inks are a little, you know, mm-hmm. too, there's too much gray, or there's, you know, I just yeah. adjust with Photoshop in, in literally three seconds, and then I save the file, and then I, and I send the file. So it's uh, everything you see is, um, you know, done traditionally. I, I, I actually have a tablet, but I, uh, it's, it's really not my thing. Like sometimes it's mm-hmm. primary. I, yeah, the, I uh, yeah, it's it's not my thing. I think I think Greg Capullo was talking about how it's just so much more intimate to draw with pencil on paper. You know, you really you can get in there and just uh, and yeah, the, the and also things. yeah, and also I think that you know working digitally, unless you find a special way to interact with it, uh, you know, it's it's so easy to get rid of any mistakes mm-hmm. that. You know, you don't. You learn how to not deal with the mistakes, which is oh, good. That's a good point. Really, yeah, it's a really important part of the whole process because, Mm. uh, to me, like, and not just to me, it's a a, you know known thing. I know, so I'm not I'm not saying anything new, but you know, style is basically basically the same mistake if you keep making the same mistake and make it yours, that becomes your style. Nice. So, you know, the, the, the relationship with, with making mistakes is, is really important in the whole creative process. So I'm going to yeah. incorporate that into my daily life. <laughs> no, that's not a mistake. That's just my style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's, we'll see. We'll see if it works in every aspect of life. But, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, speaking... <laughs> You, you brought up uh, Greg, and yeah, the the ways that uh, technology ha- is now affecting comics. I was speaking to Greg once, and he was talking about uh, how now that people, so many people read comics digitally, that he would hear flack from people who are criticizing like a lack of detail in his backgrounds and stuff, because now when they're reading digitally, they can zoom way in, zoom way in, zoom way in. And like, Hey, you're not putting much detail into these window frames that are way in the background there. 
So, well, okay, well, now I can go in and I can draw this stuff digitally where I can zoom way in and I can put this detail in there so people don't whine about it. But then how much time are you going to spend on it because you're now zoomed way into the background, spending extra hours on these what will be tiny little details on the printed page that most people are yeah. never going to notice. You, you, you're going to drive yourself crazy and work yourself to death spending all that extra time on minute details. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And also, like, that's not the principle of, you know, of any, you know, artistic representation. Like, what, like, what, how, for how things work, like, the more objects are far away from us, the less, you know, the, the less details you got to add to them. And it's not even a, you know, a matter of, you know, looking at things digitally or not. This just the rule of, you know, how things should be done, like even in painting and stuff like that. So, you know, it's just, uh, I don't know. I, I Again, I, I totally agree with you. It makes no sense. It's not, not always it's not practical, but it's not right, like technically. So, you know. And uh, I, I, I think I think it was it, it might have actually been Sean Murphy that said uh, he was talking about you know when you're on the schedule of doing a monthly book or whatever it is that you you can't get tied up trying to make everything perfect like that. Uh, I think it was him that said you don't look for perfection on every page. Shoot for like ninety percent and then move on to the next page, or you're never going to get anything done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because, you know, unfortunately for a comic book artist, like, there's an element that a lot of people don't take in consideration. Uh, a lot of people that usually don't, you know, work in the, in the business, uh, which is the element of time, you know, mm. that we have. Like, if I was a painter and, you know, uh, I didn't have any deadline and stuff like that, of course, you could tell me, hey, just, you know, Take care of all the details, but and and you know and and don't finish it until it's don't consider it finished until it's you know perfect. But uh, you know an important thing of of having time as an element of your creative process is that you got to learn how to you know let it go and accept again stuff that it's you know you you got to accept the fact that it you're not what you're doing is not going to be perfect the time like what you can do is learn how to get closer to perfection slowly but it's never going to be perfect because mm -hmm. until there's you know that that element of time in the creative process it's never gone so you know that's, that's yeah. the thing that i always tell to my uh well i don't know anymore but back in the day when i when i used to teach uh there was a lot of um uh, a lot of students of mine there were concerned about this time thing. They didn't know how to manage it. And, you know, back in the day when they were studying, I was like, okay, now you're studying. So trying to look for your ideal quality and then you learn how to, you know, put that quality every time. Uh, you know, don't think about time now because you're learning, but now look for the right thing, the right style. And then you learn how to do it faster and faster and faster. Mm. But then when you become a professional, 
time, you know, is a, is a really important thing. So you must, you know, you must start thinking about time a lot, but after when you, when you're a professional. Hmm. That is a good point. I never thought of it that way. I re- in terms of what you were talking about perfection as well, I, I remember I think Raphael, one of the old masters, was talking about how we, we can never achieve the true perfection that we think we see in our minds. You know, so there's always that question of what is actually perfect as well, as opposed to mistakes. So, but uh, yeah, but I really, yeah, no, what tell us about like your experience? So, so you're working on. A White Knight, the Harley Quinn series, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm about to finish uh, issue number four now, so I have two left. And uh, yeah, the issue number one is coming out soon on, uh, as you said, on uh, October the 20th. So yes. it's going to be in three weeks. So, um, so Harley Quinn is a very lucrative, beloved character at this point in pop culture. But, um, you know, as, as far as me and a lot of other guys on the panel, we feel in the past couple of years, she was really mishandled in comics, like creatively, artistically, in terms of writing. Uh, and then Sean started dealing with her in White Knight, and a lot of us were excited because he really brought her back to the roots. It felt like real Harley Quinn again. So, like, with this character, like, how do you feel, like, taking on this character and this project? Is it, is it exciting for you, or is it a, another day at the job? Or, like, what's your outtake on this? Good. To be honest with you, it's really exciting because, uh, uh, especially with uh, Colleen writing it, uh, there's a a really uh, human aspect to to this character here, you know? Mm -hmm. There's not, to be honest with you, there's not a lot of of the classic, you know, uh, Harley, super villain, crazy character, but more of the, you know, of the person behind the mask. Uh, yeah. which by the way, she's not wearing the mask during the series. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, um, so, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's, you know, some action scenes in which she has to be, you know, uh, uh, you know, classic, you know, or a more classic, you know, comic book character with, you know, action stuff. But, um, most of the of the book is focused on her as a person and the fact that she has to deal with a lot of you, you know human really human aspects of, of life you know she's uh she's a single mom and she has to raise two kids you know and at the same time she has to you know uh take take care of her and and their family in terms of money as well so she needs the job but you know and on, on one side she's she wants to get back to you know to to business but on the other side it's a really dangerous job so she doesn't know she's you know really conflicted you know internally and uh and also you know in the, during this um this series you know aside from the from the classical action stuff there's a lot of you know detective Stuff going on, so a lot of their, you know, brain uh, will, you know, will be shown if, mm. if we can put it this way. So I really like the fact that, and and, and this is a really, this was the one of the most challenging things for me. I really like the fact that uh, we we get to concentrate to to you know the 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 person 
more than just having to, you know, just draw action scenes, which are fun, don't get me wrong, but also are not in this moment of my life, they're not, maybe they might not be that challenging. So mm. that, that was the, you know, most uh, fun part to do on, uh, on this book so far, you know. Mm. Well, Aside I, I mean... from drawing the hyenas. <laughs> and funny that you 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 come over and you're drawing this you know what is basically a, a batman project you know coming from the white knight stuff but you're not even going to be drawing batman because bruce wayne is in jail in, in this series yeah yeah like i got to draw a lot of bruce wayne in in a yellow you know in a yellow suit <laughs> behind behind bars but at the same time there's a lot of you know things again we focus on the on the, the, the person, Harley Quinn, uh, there's gonna be a lot of uh, flashbacks of her, you know, love story with Jack. And, uh, you know, the various, uh, and, and, you know, we also focused on, on the, uh, the relationship between her and Bruce as well, which are two characters that are really connected. So uh, we, we, we will get to see uh, what are some of the other encounters that they had during the past, you know, in, in specific occasions. So I got to, you know, I got to uh, draw some Batman myself as well. Yeah. So it, it, it's good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so some, some of the pages have been shown online uh, from, uh, I think it's just issue one that pages have been shown online for, and you've posted some on, on your social media but i've seen a few other pages that aren't online and uh yeah i i like what you're doing with uh showing the differences between the the current time and the flashback times like the way you're differentiating those those scenes uh it's it's really well done so I, i'm excited to see the rest of the rest of the book oh thanks man thanks yeah for uh as as for style, uh, what I'm trying to do with this book, like every book I do, I try to add uh, a little something different, you know, just to give each book is you know its own feel. So for this one, I decided to to uh, do it all in uh, ink washes, uh, which is something that I usually do just for covers and for uh, you know if I have to do some commissions or or stuff like pinups or stuff like that, but. Normally on, you know, on interiors, I, I just go simply black and white. And in this case, I wanted to, you know, challenge myself and, and do something special. So I decided to do all in ink washes. So I have, what I do is I have various, you know, levels of, of, of gray. So I start from the black and then I have a dark gray, then I 50-50 gray, and then a light gray, and then a white. And then for the flashback scenes, I basically take out the black. So the, the dark gray becomes the black. So everything is slightly, you know, more, uh, a, a little softer if you, mm -hmm. if you want to, you know, if you want to call it this. Way. So that's, that, that was my, my personal approach with the, with the flashback scenes. And also like uh, base towards color uh, will help with that because they will have a, you know, a different tone, uh, you know, that we, Especially, you know, with with specifically picked for for specific uh, flashback scenes. So, mm -hmm. and you know, even in, you know, uh, 
Dave is doing a great job with uh with interiors, you know, letting you know my not covering too much of my art. And the same thing happens with with uh, Matt Collingsworth, uh, uh, who's coloring the covers. So I'm I'm super like I'm super honored to have those two monsters. Like that's that's a great team and i understand you have drawn the gray ghost in this book as well oh yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah there's gonna be there's gonna be some um yeah some, yes. some gray ghost stuff so i don't so, know how much i'm allowed to say but no yeah, that's fine be, yeah well but i mean you, you you've seen the you you've seen the cover probably yeah so, you know it's not it's not a big secret so yeah, yeah, there's gonna be some uh, some gray ghost, which is uh, one of uh, Sean's uh, favorite characters. So yeah. it was really he couldn't wait for you know for it to to you know to put it somewhere uh, in, mm. in the story. So they managed to do that for my series. I'm really really glad because uh, it's I really remember fun. we were pushing. Um... Clay Man to bring Phantasm to a comic, and they're doing that with Batman Catwoman, and we were pushing for Grey Ghost to be in as well, and Sean Murphy finally got it done. I think this, Robin, is this the first time the Grey Ghost has ever been in a, a comic book? Uh, depends what you count, because years ago, Sean did Joe the Barbarian with Grant Morrison, and he, uh, so basically, the story the story of Joe the Barbarian is this kid is having basically uh, delusions, you know, imagining all of the toys in his house uh, fighting this war against each other, and some of the toys that are in it include like you know animated series Batman toys, and you know Grey Ghost is in there. So Grey Ghost appears in that as a as, as a, toy. a toy, but yeah, then so that's technically you know an appearance, I guess, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's an animate object. And, <laughs> and, and it was and it was also a Vertigo book, not you know, uh, an actual DC. Yeah. So I want to say that Mateo might be drawing Grey Ghost for the first time in a comic book, I, like actual Grey Ghost in a human form. <laughs> yeah. 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 Not as a toy. That's, that's pretty cool because he he's a huge hardcore fan favorite, and it's like uh, yeah, that's it's it's pretty badass to see that. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, and also, you know, I wanted to, you know, since I know that Sean likes to put a lot of, uh, you know, uh, how do you call them? Easter when, eggs. Yeah, Easter eggs. Yeah, in his uh, in his books. So I wanted to, you know, to do the same. So I started looking for a lot of, you know, gray ghost memorabilia or stuff that, uh, you know, stuff mm. that pops up in the in the cartoon, you know, to try and and put them in in those pages, you know. Just yeah. to give the fans some, uh, you know, some uh, some happy moments, you know. That's so, awesome. It, it was fun, and, and to be honest with you, I never done so much uh, research for uh, a book uh, hmm. be- because, you know, before this, I was working on Black Science, was basically where basically I was creating everything. So, hmm. uh, so it was really challenging for me going back to, you know, having to gather all the reference reference material and you know it's uh it's been challenging but it's uh, on to be back to the, the that that method of, of working you know? are, are you a big um batman batman universe fan or like what, what who are your favorite uh characters in comic books sorry oh are you are you a big batman fan a batman universe fan or like who are your favorite uh comic book characters and such 
Well, yeah, to be honest with you, I've really, I, I've always liked uh, Batman as a, as a character because it's, you know, it, it, it's a really dark character and, and you know, it, it always, you know, it's, it's always portrayed in dark and gothic, you know, mm. uh, environments and, and settings and, and in general atmospheres. So yeah. given the fact that I love working with, you know, brushes and using, you know, use a lot of of black and a lot of contrast in my books. Batman has always been, you know, one of my favorite character to to draw. So yeah, I, I would say there's another DC character that I that I really love, and unfortunately, I don't think there's any way we can make it fit here. But uh, I, I'm a huge. I've always been a huge fan of Lobo. Oh, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's it it is not. It, it doesn't belong to the Batman universe, so I, I you know, it, I'm pretty sure there's never gonna be a chance that I get to draw it. During I don't know. Ba- Batman and Loba have crossed paths uh, in the past. Oh, really? You know, it's uh, yeah. I, I I wouldn't say it's impossible. That yeah, they. It's hard to imagine many situations where where they're occupying the same space, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's definitely not out of the question. I wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Who knows? I, I didn't maybe, even know, you know. Yeah, maybe if this is uh, you know, as successful as we expect it to be, who who knows what it'll lead to. Yeah, we'll mm-hmm. see, man. Fingers crossed. And uh <laughs> and we we talked about uh, you know, you, you well, you talked about the uh research that you had to do into these characters, uh, you know, these obviously already established characters, but you guys are also introducing new characters in the series. So you, you did get to do probably some making things up as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's uh, three uh, main, I would say three and a half, let's say four main new characters for this, uh, for this mini series. And, uh, 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 there's a uh, Hector, uh, which is uh, who is a, a a detective that is gonna work uh, side by side with uh, with Harley, and uh, that one I des- I designed it, and uh, his mom, and I got to design that character as well, and then we have two new uh, supervillains, and uh, one of them is the Starlet, which. Uh, was drawn by Sean, so Sean did, you know, the character uh, sheet for it, and I got to design the the other uh, supervillain, um, who's called the the producer. So, yeah, I I got to you know create a few things here and there. So yeah, yeah, definitely. But in general, like the 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 things that I neither reference the most for was, uh, you know, especially environments and settings, you know, like buildings and stuff like that, because as I I was telling you earlier with black science, most of the story takes place in, you know, fantasy or sci-fi, you know, worlds. So I, I haven't been used to, you know, to draw realistic environments and buildings and stuff like that uh for for a while so that that was uh that needed a lot of research and 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 also in small details because uh since i don't live in the states i mean i've been to the states a lot 
but I don't live over there. There's a lot of little details, like, I don't know, like uh, a mailbox uh, or, or anything like, like a light switch. Everything is different over here than the state. So you got to, you know, be able to study. You, you need to study every single detail. Just, um, just even if you just have to, you know, to depict uh, a scene happening on a street, you know, cars, uh, street lights, street signs, everything is, uh, is different. So you gotta, you know, it needs a lot of, uh, you know, a study, a lot of study before, you know, getting to actual draw the stuff on the page, you know? Yeah. So you don't end up with, you know, the books coming out and people saying, why do all the plugs on the walls look weird in this book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of people, you know, like in the, in the Bracapulo story, uh, there's a lot of people who are gonna, you know, try and, and and pick all those, you know, small details. So I gotta I gotta make sure that nobody complains, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're, they're they're gonna complain no matter what. We can't stop that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the new that's the new sport of of uh, you know 2020. So we, we got We just gotta get used to it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Mateo. Before we let you get going, um, we want to do a little tradition we have at Bad Force Radio called the Lightning Round, where we just ask you a handful of fun questions, and you just give us your the answer that first comes to mind about general stuff, if that's okay. Okay, okay. So th- okay. There's got, they have to be like quick, quick answers. I mean, like you know, you don't have to like go that quick. Just you know, whatever comes to the top of your head, you know. Okay. Um, okay, okay. Number one. Deep dish pizza or New York style pizza? Uh, I don't know what deep dish is, so I'm gonna go with New York. <laughs> and how how are you gonna ask how are you gonna ask the pizza question to a, a guy who lives in Italy? <laughs> well, you know they they do their, everyone has their own pizza. Pizza is different well, all yeah. around the world. Yeah. You know? yeah, 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 yeah. But to be honest with you, I I like the 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 I I. I enjoyed some pizzas in the States as well, uh, despite mm. the fact that I, you know, that I live in Italy, there's some really good pizzas over there as well, especially in New York. So, and yeah. uh, I've been told that Chicago is known for a good pizza, right? That, that's, yeah. uh, that's the deep dish. That's, uh, you know, the stuff that's thick like a cake. Yeah, it's like a cake with a lot of cheese and a lot of bread and oh, uh, crust. Oh, okay, okay, now I get you. Okay, okay, yeah. okay got it. it well, in that good. case, I confer my answer. Uh, because I I prefer the you know the the lower I I don't know to, how to to say it but I I, I prefer the more traditional. Nice. Yeah. And then if you're ever in New York again, I will take you to one of the best pizza places in in the world in New York and uh, see what you think because uh, it's really good. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Um. Do you like uh, regular M and M's or peanut M and M's? Uh, regular. Regular. Oh, okay. Nice. I'm all for the tradition, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh my God! Uh, uh, this is really, really <laughs> you know, not, not original, but I would go with invisibility. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry for oh. not for lacking originality, man. But I, nope. I have to answer quickly, and that was the first one. Most uh, most people say uh, some version of time control. So so yeah, yeah so you're 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 so actually they, pretty. Oh, okay. <laughs> so 
<laughs> now, if you could have dinner with a person, any person that has lived throughout history that's here or not here with us anymore, who would it be? Uh, I would go uh, with uh, Jorge Zafino, uh, who is, I don't know if you never heard of the guy, is an Argentinian artist mm. that uh, is basically my, my favorite artist ever. And oh. if you ask Sean, he will tell you the same. Like he's, I think he's his favorite artist as well. If it's not his favorite, it's one of his favorites. And uh, unfortunately, he died uh, really early, mm. and uh, so I never had the chance to meet him in person. So I would love to, if it, you know, if that was uh, a possibility, I, I would love just to talk to him for uh, for a second and pick his brain about some stuff. And Jorge, I love, I love Jorge Ofantino or Infant? How? Zafino. Yeah, he, Zafino. he's done some- He's done some cool Batman pieces too. Yeah, he did some. Uh, some, oh, yeah. some he's famous for uh, a couple of uh, Punisher miniseries. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Just looking. Punisher. Yeah, I can see why you and Sean would like this guy. He's his work is really. Uh, it's it's very yeah. well done. He's he's in control. He's really in control. And uh, he did some Conan stuff, and also he did this. Um, oh, it he worked with the writer Chuck Dixon. He mm. did a uh, winter war. Okay. We're both edited together. So it's, it's, the guy's the best. His stuff looks very pulp, really good, like noir pulp. I like that. Really, cl- really classic, polished look to it. It's good. Um, what What is the best piece of advice you have ever received, and who gave it to you? Uh, let me let me see. It was actually like the the, the the mistake thing that we talked about uh, at the beginning yeah. of the podcast, of the interview. Uh, the mistake thing was told me by an older artist who lives here in Parma. He's mainly a painter, but he does, uh, he's done comics as well. He's not, he's not known. Uh, he did something from the for the French market, some some other stuff for the Italian market that is not well known. But <laughs> for a certain time, I used to go in his studio and you know to just to talk sometimes, and just to draw with him. And yeah. um, and he was the one who told me, listen, like the 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 secret is learning how to use the mistake as an advantage, you know, because. Mm, yeah. Mistakes are a disadvantage, but it's not always like that. Sometimes, you know, the mistakes define your personality. So once you learn how to use the mistakes, that's when you make the next step as an artist. And back in the day, I must be honest with you, I didn't get it at first, you know, but I got it later in life. And that was a really precious advice. And it's something that I, they tell to, you know, that he always told my students. And whenever I see a, you know, young artist, I, that ask me questions, I, I try to, you know, to put it there, you know, every time. That's, I like that one. And, um, and for my, my last question, um, where is the best place to eat in Italy? And where do you, where would you recommend to eat in Italy, anywhere in Italy? Where's your place that you would take someone and be like, this is the best, my favorite food. Okay. So since we were talking about pizza, like, mm. Uh, there's a 
special pizza place and which is not it's pretty it's like uh one hour and 40 minutes drive from my place so it's not here it's a it's up north mm. and it's called the uh, la filiale mm. Uh, it's uh, this guy is called Franco Pepe. He's a famous chef from the south. Who you know, he he has the secret for you know. It looks like he has the secret for the the best pizza ever. So <laughs> if you you know if you ever ever happen to be in that area, is in the north, close to Milan, this place. Uh, if you ever had the chance to you know be around that area. Around dinner time, like I strongly suggest, you know, to go there. Like I was, that, that was actually my, my girlfriend and I were planning on going back there soon. So mm. we, we we literally love that that place. It's amazing. The place is amazing, and the pizza, the food is out of this world. They just make pizza; they don't do anything else. But they're the best. Mm. Is is there? A rival rivalry in Italy where it's like who has the better food, the north or the south? Is there still like that kind of thing going on, or is it like just not really like? Uh, there's not a big rivalry, but in general, like there's a lot of things that uh, were you know basically created. They're originally from the Naples area, which is yeah. coffee pizza that became basically national. And especially for, for when you talk about pizza, like everyone de- developed their own, you know, style for it. And uh, so what happens is that usually people from Naples, when they go elsewhere, they are usually really picky uh, about their pizza and, and coffee. You know, they, they yeah. you know, they have their own traditions about them. So uh like i i there's especially a friend of mine who's from naples and every time we see each other at shows somewhere else you know outside naples in other places when we decide to go for pizza it's like nah are we sure we don't you know we want to do it because i just like you know pizza from his place and and and, and coffee he keeps complaining about the coffee because the coffee is not (laughs) and you know i understand it but yeah, other than that, I, I don't think there's a lot of, uh, you know, rivalries, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, that's, that's the main thing. Mm, yeah, because there's, the, the, yeah, there's so much good, you know, Italians take their food and coffee very seriously. And I know, like, restaurants and whatnot that are... But I, I hope I hope everyone, you know, all the businesses are maintaining and recovering over there, too, and staying afloat. Because I know they, they took a hit this year, and I just... Uh, yeah, they took a really big hit. Like, luckily enough, we're as Italians, we're uh, we're really good at saving. You know, yeah. so we're you know that saved us during the the lockdown. But if if we're gonna get a new lockdown, that's gonna be trouble because the oh, second that's... lockdown is gonna, it's gonna be really bad. So yeah. just hopefully, you know, it's uh, things will we want. That they won't be that bad. This time, has so. has there been? Uh, have you seen new like tourism? Has there been a lot more tourism in Italy now, or is it like slowly trickling in? Do you know? Uh, we had 
some uh, we had some during the summer, some people from France and some yeah. people from Germany. But other than that, it was mainly you know uh, Italians, Italian tourists. Like what what I the big change that I saw was that you know. Uh, Basically, all the Italians decided to stay in Italy and go, you know, to the Italians, the Italian beaches. So uh, I, we we saw a lot of people when we went for our vacation in Sardinia, and the same with basically all the South, which is the you know the best. The South is the best for you know when you want to go to to the to when you want to see the, the sea, you know, and yeah. uh, Sicily and uh, and especially Apulia, they got literally like assaulted this summer. So, but yeah, mainly with the town. Mm, that's good. Yeah, I love that. I miss yeah. um. Anything for uh, for summer, like go somewhere or just stay, you know, your places. Mm. Oh, is that uh, is that a question or is it a statement? I couldn't. Oh hear. yeah, yeah, it was a question. Sorry. Oh, do do I uh, in the past summer? Yeah, this summer you you basically you were in full quarantine, right? The summer. Um, uh, I went I went to the park up down the block. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, well, I'm in New York, so I uh, there's plenty of things to do here. But uh, now it wasn't really vacation time. But um, yeah. But I, yeah, but I I, I I I you know after watching what was happening on, around the world in Italy, I was. I was thinking I kind of miss places like um, Cinque Terre. I think it's called the the five oh, town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just beautiful and um and all sorts of things and uh, yeah. I don't even I can't even think of a vacation this year. It'll be what about you, Robin? Like, well, I think uh, I I did nothing for like I went from I, I work at a comic shop, so I went between my house and the comic shop was all I went for months. Uh, on Monday, uh, I went to visit my parents. You know, they live like an hour away. And okay. we went out to a restaurant. And this was my first time since March mm. eating in a restaurant. And it was so bizarre. That was vacation. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, got it. So sorry for the stupid question. Like, because, like, no. No, that's us, weird. like where... where where the summer came, like the you know the emergency got a little lighter, so we were allowed to actually travel, you know, yeah. through state. So if you wanted to go to vacation in France, for example, you you could do it. So I imagine, like that that how that's how dumb I am. I imagine that you could kind of do the same more or less, but evidently, you know, no, we're, we're, with, we're, uh, it's, not, it's not dumb at all. Yeah, like you you guys uh, because you had the misfortune of being hit with this sooner you were also yeah. you know seeing the the recovery before the rest of us did yeah i, I think yeah. italy has like some kind of immunity now so many people got it that i think they were talking about there's it's like a herd immunity in italy now like it might not be a big herd immunity but there's some kind of herd immunity because it just got it was just so much at once, you know. So I just uh... yeah, and also you you know also what what I personally think, but I don't know if it's the truth, and probably nobody knows. But you know the the, the people you who are more you know at risk, they basically like most of them they died yeah. in the first way. So now it's 
and, and also I think it's again from an ignorant point of view, but you know, it's it's expected that you know a, a virus you know loses its strength, you know, the 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 more it goes. So probably it's, it's also that. But uh, we'll see. You know, there's a as I told you, there's a lot of new infected people, but um, if you look at the numbers, they're way much less death. And, yeah. and also, we didn't get caught by surprise, so yeah. we're already adopting a lot of measures. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, I tend to be positive. So I want to be positive about this. So, oh, the, yeah, you gotta, you have to be positive. It's, uh, it really puts things in perspective, and it makes you really appreciate. It makes you appreciate like everything, like just seeing family or going to a restaurant or or being alive. You oh, know, it's. Yeah. I still remember the first time I saw my friends, like yeah. after months, you know, yeah. we, we, yeah. we saw each other to, to watch, uh, one of the USC events. So that was the first time I saw my friends that they came over to my place and, you know, we finally got to do something together. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was amazing, right? It was, it's, it's like, it, it's a simple thing, but it's just so amazing to just be with people. Yeah, again, and also know? it was weird because, weird because we hadn't seen each other for a while, but we couldn't touch each other. We couldn't hug, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So it was weird, but at the same time, you know, see each other in person, even if we made, you know, calls through Skype and stuff like that. Uh, it's not the same, man. It's not the same. Yeah, 100%. So... But um, but man, it was it was so good to talk to you. Um, I've got I'm, one. I want to throw in one more lightning round question that we don't usually have in the lightning round because it wouldn't make sense. But I'm going to throw it in here. Will we ever see Black Science on Netflix? Oh man, I don't know. Especially because they we there's a competitor over there, which is uh, what's his name? I forgot. Uh, Hulu, I, I, I Hulu watched, Amazon. No, on no, no, on on Netflix. There's a there's um there's a TV show that actually like reminds a lot of Black Science, oh, except uh, that it's not uh time traveling. It's space traveling. It's a family, and they have uh, oh three um, kids. In, lost in space, I think. Yeah, yeah, lost in space. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the remake of Lost in Space. Yeah, and there's so much stuff in common with Black Science that it's it's crazy. So, like, uh, to be honest with you, there's been a time in which uh, um, Amazon, I think I can say it, so you know, fuck it. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, Amazon was really interested in making it. So with being kind of you know suspended for like a year or so because we found the, you know, the, the producer and everything. So we were ready to go. And at the last time we, we, you know, it, it was us or another, you know, sci-fi TV show and they went for the other one. So, but we were really close to be honest with you, at least to, you know, to, to shoot the pilot. So. But well, it hopefully happen. it happens eventually. Hopefully, you know, the, it's, it's never too late. And, if someone goes forward with that, they can make a lot of seasons because Black Science went for five or six years. Yeah, so and they, the structure a lot is, of shows. It, it really, it's really, yeah, and the structure itself is really close to a TV show because there's, you know, dimension 
uh, traveling. So it's, it's, you know, every kind of, you know, every season could be a different dimension. So yeah. it could be good. But yeah. at the same time, it, it would be a really expensive show. That's the main, you know, that's the main problem for it. Like it needs a lot of money to be made, you know? So yeah. it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard. Like, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it's not as show, easy but... to, uh, to make it live action as it is for you to put it on a page, I guess. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, but yeah, before we wrap it up, I did want to ask, what, what's it like working with Rick Remender? Oh, it's super fun. Like the guys, uh, like we, you know, we're friends and, uh, and you know, the good thing is that we, uh, we have more or less the same, um, ideas when it comes to storytelling yeah. and how storytelling should be like, he used to be, an an, uh, an artist too. It was working for, I don't remember if an animation company back in the day or a video game company. So he use, he knows how to draw and, mm. uh, and he knows, you know, how to, how to make life easy for an artist, you know? Like oh, I can, yeah. When I see a script written by him, that I know that he's thinking about the artist as well, you know? And not just about telling a story, you know, in general. So, and, and so it's, it's always been really easy working with We have the same vision, you know? Mm. Yeah, because he... he, he... We, we we've been trying to get him to do a Batman story for so long, <laughs> and he's uh, I think he's anti Big Two to an extent, but he uh, he he writes yeah. a lot of good stuff though. He's he uh, he 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 does a lot of home runs, and uh, yeah, I always wonder what it was like to to work. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Black Science is really good. yeah. It's not I I don't think it's really against Marvel DC, but he's it, just a uh, you know his goal is. To make his own thing, you know, like more yeah. or less like Kirkman did, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, so he's he's trying to create his own thing, his own universe, you know. So that's the thing that he's most uh, focused on. Mm. And to be honest with you, well, like time ago, like years ago, we talked about, you know, I, I told me, hey man, what, why don't we do like that? You know, just for fun, you know. And he actually was thinking about it. So, mm-hmm. you know, oh. who knows in the future? You know? hmm. Yeah, hopefully. But, uh, but man, Mateo, we appreciate all the good work you're doing. Your artwork it's, it looks so good, especially on, you know, these Batman universe characters. Great, great ghost. Thanks. Oh, my God, that's so amazing. Um, we appreciate your time and everything you do, and you need to come back when we get a few issues out of the Harley Quinn run, so we can talk about that. Oh, absolutely, man, absolutely. Like, let, yeah. let, let's make it happen. It was a lot of fun for me too. So, yeah. thanks a lot for having me again, guys. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank and you. everyone, remember, uh, Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn starts October twentieth, and if you haven't checked it out already, uh, Mateo did the art in one of the issues of the. Uh, Harley Red, White, and Black digital series. Yeah. So you can uh, you can go read that as a primer for for the new series. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Make sure you pick it up, man. This Mateo is an amazing artist, and uh, it's like every every time I see a panel that comes out of this book, I just want it as like a poster, or print, or something. It's just that good. So make uh, sure to pick uh, that. Thanks, man. 
Well, yeah, thank you, you Mateo, and we'll be in touch, and we're going to have you back on when we get a few issues out. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you.